Chapter Twelve of Stories of the Victoria Cross by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Breaking the Square. In the early days of January eighteen fifty seven, an expedition consisting of two British and three native regiments under the command of Sir James Eltram left India for the Persian Gulf. Their object was to punish the Persians for ill-treating British residents at the capital, and for the repeated insults they had offered to the British flag. About the end of the month, the troops landed at the town of Busher, which they took almost without opposition. After resting for a few days, they started to march into the interior. On the first two days, the men suffered greatly from tempests of wind, accompanied by clouds of fine dry dust, which penetrated the ears, eyes, nostrils and mouths of the soldiers, and seemed to force its way into the very pores of their skin. These were followed by dreadful thunderstorms, and rain fell in torrents. As the troops were without shelter of any kind, both officers and men were soon drenched to the skin. These uncomfortable surroundings, however, could not daunt the ardour of a body of men under the command of such a leader as Sir James Eltram. On the 5th of February, the Persian army was seen occupying a strong position, and the British troops were at once drawn up in line and ordered to advance upon them. The Persians, however, did not wait for their opponents, but speedily turned and fled, leaving their camp and all their military stores in the hands of the invaders. For two days, the British were engaged in destroying the Persian camp and in searching for buried treasure. While so engaged, the soldiers were constantly harassed by night alarms, none of which, however, were caused by the enemy. An amusing story is told of one of these night alarms. It happened that a soldier in his shirt and trousers had wandered some distance from our camp during the night, when an alarm rose that the enemy were upon us. Men, scarcely awake, rose to their feet, rifle in hand, and, seeing a white object in the distance rushing towards them, opened fire on it. The more the unfortunate man sheltered, for he was within the white object, which was his shirt, the more rapid was the firing at him, until he came sufficiently near to be recognised. Fortunately, the darkness of the night, and the hurried way in which the men fired, saved him from being hit. On the evening of the 7th of February, the troops set out to return to Busher. All went well until midnight, when the Persians attacked them in the rear. Though taken by surprise, the soldiers behaved with perfect steadiness. They received the charges of the enemy's horsemen with volley after volley. Then the Persians retired, 
and contented themselves with an occasional shot during the night. When the day broke, both armies prepared for battle. The Persians, about 8,000 strong, were drawn up near the village of Kushab. The British advanced to the attack under a heavy fire, and soon silenced the hostile guns. Then our cavalry swept down upon the Persian horsemen, and by a brilliant charge scattered them like smoke in all directions. They then made for the infantry, but these warriors had witnessed the dispersion of their comrades, and many of them did not wait to receive the charge. With the exception of two battalions, they turned and fled. One of these battalions at once made ready for the approaching onset. They formed square and prepared to receive cavalry. Those in the front rank knelt down on one knee and waited the charge with upraised bayonets. Those behind fired volley after volley with lightning rapidity. There was no sign of fear on the faces of these men. If they could not conquer, they were prepared to die. There are few instances in history of a square being broken by the heroic dash of one man. Perhaps you have read how, on one occasion, when the Swiss were fighting for their liberty against the Austrians, Arnold Winkelried rushed upon the pikes of the enemy and, with outstretched arms, grasped ten of them together. Make way for liberty, he cried. Made way for liberty and died. His countrymen were not slow to take advantage of the gap thus made in the Austrian ranks, and in the end they won the victory. We shall now see how Lieutenant Moore performed this rare feat at the Battle of Kushab. Mounted on a superb charger, this gallant young officer rode furiously forward against the Persian square, leaving his comrades some distance behind. When within a few yards of the front rank, he put spurs to his horse and made it leap right on to the uprise bayonets of the enemy. The gallant steed fell dead within the square, but its work was successfully accomplished. The formation was broken, and the troopers rushed in through the gap. For some minutes nothing was heard but the clang and clash of arms, and the hoarse shouts of men engaged in deadly conflict. Then there arose the shrieks of the wounded and cries for mercy. All was soon over. A remnant of the battalion was flying wildly across the plains, with the horsemen in close pursuit. Where was more all this time? When the horse fell dead within the square, he was crushed beneath it, and his sword was broken. After getting clear of the dead animal, the lieutenant attempted to carve his way through the mass of the enemy with the stump of the sword that remained. The sight of the man who had been the means of bringing about their defeat roused the Persians, 
and they rapidly closed round him escape was impossible and no man could hope for his life against such fearful odds just then lieutenant malcolmson saw the perilous position of his comrade setting spurs to his horse he cleaved his way to moore's side calling to him to seize hold of his stirrup malcolmson bravely dashed out of the crowd bringing his companion with him in safety neither of these two heroes were wounded moore received the victoria cross for his conspicuous gallantry in breaking the square the thoughtfulness for others cool determination devoted courage and ready activity shown by lieutenant malcolmson gained for him also the coveted decoration End of chapter 12